Hey everyone, and welcome to season two of the Soulive Podcast. I hope you're all doing well, feeling well, and of course, living well as we have entered halfway into this year. I'm so grateful and excited to be back with some more episodes to encourage and uplift you all as we collectively continue to navigate this pandemic and life in general. Um, recently, I've graduated college, and at this point, I'm just excited to enjoy time off of school, to enjoy getting started with work, and overall just have the opportunity to just rest and breathe. I know I'm not the only graduate who is feeling this way. Um, today, on this first episode, we, myself, and my dear friend Nicole are discussing faith and what it means to have faith, how to cultivate it, and what it looks like when it starts to waver. I don't want to make this introduction too long. So let's just get into it. Make sure to follow at Solid Podcast on Instagram and check out our website, solid.com, where you can find our episodes and products to support a lifestyle of peace and balance. On here today, I have a wonderful guest with me who goes by the name of Prophetess Nicole Williams. And today we're going to be discussing a very important topic, a topic that I believe um, has been on my mind, especially ever since the pandemic started and just um, going through life in general, what it's like to have faith. That is the theme for this episode. And I think there's no better person to ask than someone like Nicole. And so I'm very excited to have her with us today. And so let's jump right into the conversation. Nicole, what is faith? What is faith to you? That's a deep question. Um, One, thank you so much for having me. It truly is an honor. Just for all of you guys that aren't close to Kendra, she's incredible uh, and so worthy of getting to know. And I'm really just honored to see your journey um, in the Lord. Uh, I, when I think about faith, there's a scripture that comes to my mind, uh, Hebrews 11, 1. And it says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and insurance about what we do not see. Um, and then I love it. It says in the Passion Translation, which is a newer translation, it says faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes a foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. And I really like that translation specifically. Um, This has honestly been a season for me um, these past couple of months and God like really restoring and renewing what faith means to me. Because I think especially, you know, in the Christian circles, it's kind of like a very foundational thing. And as a result, we can kind of like overlook um, the importance of really defining it. Um, But faith is not just the foundation. Like it, it truly is like the scripture says, it brings all hopes into our reality. So whether you're Christian or not Christian, um, when you believe for something, you're, 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 it's, it's, it's what makes it possible for what, what you're hoping for to come become a reality. So for me, it's like I have faith that my hope, you know, for Jesus Christ's return is going to come to pass, right? And so it makes my hope a reality. It makes it a thing, you know. It, it, it makes the unseen thing seen, um, which can kind of sound uber spiritual in a lot of ways. But um, I think faith. Uh, lastly, I'll say is just really what I think what what yeah what drives. Um, everything that I do, uh, a huge thing that kind of like I've really been meditating on this past in the season is like um, a faith-based life versus a fear-based life. And so for me, like when I'm engaging in things, it's like, okay, am I doing this out of faith because this is something I'm hoping in, I'm hoping to see, or if I'm, am I doing this out of fear? And I found usually my decisions, my actions are kind of in one camp or the other. That was really great. I love the note that you left us on. I kind of want to build on that a little bit 
because I absolutely relate to everything you just said, especially that last part. The fear-based mindset versus the faith-based mindset. And I think that it's definitely hard to kind of move away from that or, or unlearn some of those habits and those patterns. And mm-hmm. so I would like to know what have you done? Like, how have you cultivated faith? And if you are able to give us some like practical tips. Yeah, very practically, my mind just goes to the word of God. Um, and I, and I say, and I know this sounds, it's going to sound kind of really simple, but it, it really just in my own life, I've just seen the difference when, if I'm actively in my word every day, you know, not just reading a scripture, the, you know, one scripture. So if that's where you're starting, that's great. Start, you know, where, where that's feasible for you. But like when I, when I am really in the word every day, meditating on it, allowing, um, you know, the, the word talks about the Bible being a, like a double-edged sword. It cuts between bone and marrow. When I allow that word to cut me, you know, I'm not reading it to judge somebody else. I'm reading it to like, to be, um, to be brought into the light. Right. Um, when I'm doing that daily, I notice my life is a lot more faith filled. Even when trials come, it's like I have faith that God is going to use it, you know. And then if I'm not in the word, I'm just more fearful. It's just and, and, and I've noticed there have been seasons when I'm trying to remember, trying to like remember a season where I had faith and I try to pull on a past faith. But it's not the same. Like, I, I think for me, very like on a very practical level, it's a daily abiding in the word of God. John 15 says, you know, apart from me, I can do nothing. That's Jesus speaking. And I think like, as I've grown on my walk with God, that has just become increasingly like a reality for me. Like truly, like if I'm not in the word, it's everything falls apart. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Especially John 15. I think that's John 15, five. Mm. I remember reading it and I was like, ooh, yeah, that hit. (laughs) Like that hit. (laughs) And then like it, it gets you to reflect like let's think about that like apply it to my life like yo when i got that that job or whatever yeah you put in the work but at the end of the day if it hadn't been for the favor or even like being led to apply for something or having that faith like okay i'm gonna do it you you wouldn't so um no yeah that's definitely great earlier you also touched on a little bit you gave us an example of something that you have faith for and that makes your hope a reality are there any other examples you'd like to give us of things that you have faith for and like you know just how you kind of think about that and and like walk through that every day yeah this is not the one i want to share but i i think someone might need to hear it so i'm gonna say this one though god stays having me like expose myself but um one of the things i really have faith for is marriage and I was actually dating this guy and I really felt like like this was it was going well you know I really prayed on it but then when I tell you like it just got shut down like it got shut down like (laughs) and you know I was like okay God you know what's happening here but yeah that's honestly one of the things I faith for but God gave me a prophetic word um through through this you know other prophetic lady at this conference I went to and she basically said, yeah, like, you're not going to meet, like, your husband until you're in, like, fullness of your calling. And, um, and, and, and he, like, if you meet him now, like, he won't even be able to recognize you because you're not the person, you're not, like, you're not walking in the fullness of, of who you are in Christ. And, and, um, and it's just, so she, and so she felt like the Lord was telling her to tell me, <laughs> um, that, that I just need to stop thinking about it. Like, I just shouldn't, I should not even put my focus there because it's just, there's just so much that God has before me right now, ministering all these things. So that's one thing I have faith for, but it's really hard to have faith for something, but then like not even like be thinking about it. Cause it's like, okay, I'm curious just in the Lord's hands. Like, <laughs> No, that's great. 
thank you so much for sharing that. I think you're definitely not the only one out there. I can say for myself too, a lot of other young women and also young men are probably out there with that same thought on their minds. And I think that's one of the things that's a little harder to navigate sometimes because it's one thing when it's it's from God, it's another thing when it's not from God. And it's like one of those things I feel marriage or like dating in general with the way that our generation is set up. It's harder not to think about, especially if you know that's not the season or it's not the time. But I think how you mentioned like being in the word and continuing to read that, I think God definitely gives encouragement and, and hope and guidance and instruction whenever it's needed. So it definitely helps with the process, but you're, you're definitely not alone. <laughs> um, thank you for sharing that. Uh, the next question that I wanna ask you is, what happens when you find yourself losing faith? Where, where do you go? What do you think? When I start losing faith, I feel a lot of anxiety. <laughs> I have very little hope in any, any anything. Like I think, and when I'm losing faith, I find that it's because my focus is in the wrong place. Or I won't say the right, the wrong place, but maybe more accurately, like my priorities are out of alignment in, in terms of where my focus and attention is. I've noticed, like, for example, back to this, 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 you know, this word on marriage, faith for marriage. Like when I feel discouraged about that promise, it's usually because I'm looking at my present day circumstance and I'm like, Lord, there is nobody around here. You know what I'm saying? So, so usually, and then I, and I, my faith wanes, right? And so it's like, okay, but where's my focus? Is my focus on the prophetic word? Like clearly I have, it's been confirmed through people, you know, in my community, people, you know, the trusted people who hear the voice of God who have said, okay, this, this, and this about it. So if my, if my eyes are on the, the present circumstance, or even on my past, I've had some painful past relationships. If my eyes are there, my faith wanes. But if my eyes go back to what the Lord has said, what God has said, um, then, then my faith is strengthened. So I would say, yeah, definitely would fall into a sense of a place of hopelessness. And it's usually though, just an active kind of realization. Okay, like, oh, Nicole, like your, your eyes, your eyes um, are not in the right place. And so on a practical level, you know, I usually go to friends and I'll just, you know, tell them, you know, the stories about this and, and um this this past season my friend and I we actually decided to do a prayer call together just two of us every morning it's like you know what we need to carry each other's burdens and so every morning we would just share what we were stressed about whatever and then we pray for the we'd fight on behalf of the other person and so I think on a practical level like really inviting people into um the the hopelessness or the lack of faith because I think even for me you know you know operating the prophetic all these things as a minister um someone who has a ministry sometimes um, it's a temptation to feel like you know somehow my ministry is less effective or less fruitful if I admit that I wane in my faith sometimes you know I have my doubts you know for all of us wherever we stand just being honest in community with the right people with the right people um, and letting them point you back to Christ and into the word of God that's honestly so great that definitely ministered to me right now so I, I love that you were able to share that and I, I definitely agree with you one thing that definitely like the minute you answered you mentioned anxiety and the first thing I thought of is like yeah that's definitely how it starts manifesting itself like mm -hmm. you'll start to feel anxious me personally like my anxiety then turns into kind of like laziness and procrastination I don't want to do mm -hmm. anything but it's out of fear because I'm like if I do this it's gonna like you know fail it's gonna mess yes. up and then you're just like I might as well not do it but yes. then it just like grows and it grows and it grows. And so I love that you kind of like touched on that, like you mentioning uh, a strong community of people that can support you through it and help you fight these things and keep you accountable. I think that that's awesome. I definitely like that 
you you kind of remember like okay there's a purpose in having friendships strong friendships yeah it's super important to definitely maintain those yeah so thank you for answering and i also just want to ask you how has your faith grown over the time that you have you know known christ and what has made it grow of course you know it's it's god that's made it grow but like anything else like maybe it's your family or other things like that like through your ministry um yeah so how has your faith grown and, and what has contributed to that yes all right so you know i'm fully transparent about my life experiences so for me um, I would say just a little background. Like I was saved at the age of eight. I was asleep during a sermon, but when she gave the altar call, like something, I just started crying and something in my spirit went to, I just knew I needed Jesus. It's like, I just have a vivid memory of going up and, and receiving the Lord, my um, Jesus as my Lord and savior, you know, and definitely, you know, grew up in the church. I preached at a very, I think I preached my first sermon at 12 or 13 years old. Um, but I, and you know, I ne never doubted the existence of God um, or that Jesus was the son of God. That was always something that I was just like, okay, yeah, I took that as, as truth. Um, but I had a lot of mental health challenges. I, I struggled with depression, anxiety. I attempted suicide around the age of 12. So around the same time that I preached my first sermon and then um, had a pornography addiction. Like, so that started around that time as well, up until um, I went away on my gap year. So for most, like all of middle school, all of high school, and so that was just really my um, experience. It was like, it was like a knowing of God, but not so much of an experiential knowing of his love in my life because there was still so much darkness that I lived in. Um, and so I say, I say like to say, um, my faith really began to grow when God took me away from my home, my home context. Um, and I was really put in a place, I won't go to like the details of all that, but like essentially when I was put into a place where my faith was challenged, really was, was when I really, um, I was forced to go to the word of God and I was forced to really like wrestle with what I took to be just fundamental truths. Because when you're in a space when everybody believes in Jesus, you're like, wait, what do you believe? Like, why don't you believe that? You know? And, um, and then I started to really wrestle like, okay, like, is God really who he says he is? Like, is this really the only way? Like, it can't be the only way to eternal life. You know, so I started wrestling with that stuff. And through the word of God, through prayer, through community, I'm getting really plugged into a church, not just for attendance, but because I really had questions and was trying to learn. Um, that's when my faith really, really grew. And also I'll say through worship, worship is a huge way my faith has grown. I, I just, I can't put it into words. I'm sure you could go, like, there are lots of studies on worship, but there is just something about just praising the name of God, like the name of Jesus. And just not thinking about your problems, like I leave just with a restored faith. And I, I don't know how that happens, but that that's also a huge way I've just grown in my faith. <laughs> that's honestly awesome. Thank you so much for your transparency. I think what I love about that, um, and honestly, it, it motivates me to be a little bit more transparent, but I think that people need to hear that because a lot of us like struggle in silence or, you know, struggle in the dark and we don't always expect that somebody else has the exact same yeah. issues that we do because we put up this like front and stuff but you know we're human and I love that you make that so like tangible like it's so easy to see yeah like we're all human mm -hmm. regardless of what we do where we are yeah. um and yeah I love you know your mention of just the timeline it's it's um it's very encouraging to see that and and how you touch on like yeah, you knew God, but you didn't have like that personal, personal relationship with him. And I think I agree with you. I think also for me, I was put in a place where it was like, there are no other options kind of thing. Like it's very out of your comfort zone. And then there's like this one 
last road that you haven't traveled and you're like okay well i'm gonna try it let's shoot my shot and it ends up being you know better than anything you could have ever like imagined um and worship too definitely agree with you so thank you yeah so much for sharing um i just want to ask you really quickly go ahead and just tell us about you tell us about nicole i want people to know your ministry who you are you definitely shared a lot so far but yeah where do we find you website all of that good stuff yes so i have many titles on the internet <laughs> um but i recently started a prophetic life coaching program and doing that i guess for actually yeah for a good half the year a little more than half the year now um, so prophetic life coaching, it's life coaching that integrates the prophetic voice of God. And for those that don't know what that is, um, that is just the ability to hear the voice of God. Um, I believe that all people, all believers um, who have a faith in Jesus are prophetic to a certain extent because we all hear the voice of God. Um, but what the Lord has kind of gifted me is the ability to just hear consistently on behalf of other people. Um, so that's why I do my prophetic life coaching program, really hearing, okay, what is the vision that God has? What is he revealing in part to us? And then how do we practically align ourselves? I found a lot of people, um, whether you're familiar with the prophetic or not, they have vision, but they don't know how to actually practically day to day shift their habits so that they can actually begin to hear God more clearly and walk more fully in that purpose and that vision. And so that's why I do in that program. I also help people build online ministries. So whether you're looking to build an Instagram, a YouTube, a website, a blog, uh, again, hearing what is God saying about that 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 um, that vision, that assignment, um, what discerning timing, and then practically how to move forward, um, you know, with branding, messaging, all that stuff. Um, and then lastly, I spiritually advise business owners. So a spiritual advisor, a spiritual advisor is kind of known in the uh, in the non-Christian space as someone who kind of just like does spiritual stuff for your business but i was specifically jesus like jesus center jesus oriented so um but i again same thing for the ministry before your business so hearing the voice of god over your life ministry and business is what i do you can find me on youtube right now at unapologetic nicole um that's also my instagram but i'm taking a sabbatical from instagram so you can follow me for when i go back but for right now uh, join us on YouTube and then subscribe to our newsletter. We have some really awesome online courses on how to hear the voice of God, how to overcome pornography addiction, and you save 50% off all online courses when you subscribe to the newsletter. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for telling us all of this. Yes. I can personally attest to Nicole. She's amazing. I've gotten the chance to work with her through some coaching and she's definitely helped me and in so many ways. And I, you know, I still go back and read the stuff that we talked about and it always encourages me and it always like brings back some clarity. So I love that. Um, so I will have that on our Instagram page as well at the Soul Live Podcast. You will be able to find her on there and definitely subscribe. You will not regret it. Thank you again, Nicole, for being here with us. And yeah.